Joshua chapter 6, from verse 1 onwards. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in. No one was allowed to go out or in. I'll read again. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, March around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the Ark of the Lord. And Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the Ark with the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day. And then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute 
and the others in her house will be spared, for she protected our spice. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction, or you yourselves will be completely, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from gold, everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. They completely destroyed everything in it with their swords. Men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats, and donkeys. Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out along with all her family. The men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all the other relatives who were with her. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. Then the Israelites burned the town and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies Joshua sent to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. At that time, Joshua invoked this curse. May the curse of the Lord fall on anyone who tries to rebuild the town of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundation. And at the cost of his youngest son, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his reputation spread throughout the land. Praise be to God. There are several things that the Lord has recorded here. Important facts, I should say, that the Lord has recorded in this chapter alone. Uh, which is very important for every believer uh, to know and to understand and to apply. You look at the first verse, the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. God Almighty, who went before the children of Israel, went ahead of them, and caused great fear in the hearts of the uh, people of Israel. What did he do? He opened this Red Sea. He opened it. He split that Red Sea into two. And the people of Israel walked through it. He also closed the Red Sea when the people of Egypt, the Egyptians, along with Pharaoh, who came chasing after the people of God, Right in the middle of the Red Sea, God had Moses close the sea. So all of them drowned there. Because of what God did to the Egyptians, the people of Jericho were very, very, very afraid. They got this message from what they saw. That the God of the Israelites is it's something that we've never seen before. He's beyond our reach. 
He's beyond our understanding. He's beyond our capacity. We cannot fight with him. We just know that this God brought down this great force, the force of Egypt. And they were very afraid. People were so afraid because of what they saw God do to the enemies of God. They also saw how God fought for his own people. There's the prophecy that God is giving at this hour. When we follow that which God has told us to follow, then God will subdue our enemies under our feet. He will do such terrible things, great and awesome wonders for those who follow him faithfully, which will cause terror in the hearts of the enemies. God spoke to us on um, Sunday of how the people, the Syrians, the Syrian army were outside Samaria. They were staying there taunting the people of Samaria, the people of God. To the point that they were not having any food there. Throughout the land, there was a great famine. Nobody could go outside or come inside to buy food or even have the basic needs met. The famine was such, and these people were surrounding the city. There was this siege that was there. But God caused fear upon the people by causing them to hear the noise of chariots. Whatever the Syrians heard put great fear in their hearts that they took off leaving everything they had with them. So what did God do? He brought his army and when the Syrian army saw that the God of the heaven's army has brought his army and they heard the noise of the army of heaven, they just left everything and they ran. They ran for their lives. Great terror struck the people because of what they experienced, what they heard, they thought that oh well, this guy has hired army from the neighboring country and that's it, we're doomed and because of that fear, they gave up they gave up that which they were holding for so long which was Samaria itself. Then they also gave up their own things that they had with them, which they used, they were using to taunt Israel and to kill them, defeat them. 
And here we see the people of Jericho, they have locked the gates and they're just sitting inside because of such fear. What fear? What was the fear about? It was that the people of Israel are coming here. We know what their God did to the enemies. And if they're coming here, their God is coming with them. Fear of the Lord. Fear of his power. Went before the people of Israel. Because the God of Israel went before them. Now while the enemy camp is filled with fear, God is speaking to Joshua. I have given you Jericho, its kings and all its strong warriors. What is he saying? You see all the people were so strong there? Jericho had a very strong unit. It had a very strong army and a very smart king. God says, that which is impossible in the sight of man is possible with God. The people that are too strong for you, God says, I'm giving all of them into your hands. For there is a light thing for God, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Almighty God. He subdues our foes under our feet. The king, it's warriors, strong warriors, and the city of Jericho itself, God says, Everything I've given into your hands. Getting into Jericho is an impossible thing, but you know what? You're going to get that. And the king and the army, the strong warriors were there. They can't do anything to you. I'm telling you. The king is there and the strong warriors are there. Jericho is there, but I'm giving them all into your hands. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Now he gives the part that they should do. The word from the Lord came to them and God says, I'm giving you Jericho, I'm giving you the king, I'm giving you the strong men from there. It's a light thing for God. God is going to get that accomplished. But you must do your part. What is your part? Every promise that God gives, every prophecy that God gives, there is always a part that... We must play. We don't play God. We play our own part. What has God told you to do? Simply by doing that, we will see God's word come to pass. Now you see here, seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. Who's saying this to Joshua? God Almighty who's going to give the victory, he's saying, this is how it should be. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. That's what you're going to do. It's very important to know our place in the kingdom of God. 
seven priests walking ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. That means only seven priests will go, and each of them should carry a ram's horn in their hands. They can't take a tambourine and say, why should I carry a ram's horn? God said to Joshua, this Joshua says that, but God didn't tell that to me. I'll do my own thing. That would have brought defeat to Israel, or God would have removed them from there. Unity and following the direction of God is very important. Unity and following the direction that comes from God through God-given leader, shepherds, God has placed over our life. It's very important. That's what will bring us the victory. You see here, seven priests means seven priests. You can't say that, why should seven priests go and how come I can't go and why, you know, can I go and march there and uh, um, am I, uh, are they better than me? And, you know, none of those have any room there. Seven priests are selected by God because God sees all things and he knows who should go and who should not go. And he handpicks and he says, these seven guys should go there. He says, each should carry a ram's horn. If God says that, that's what we do. We don't say, okay, I, I like playing the guitar and, you know, I like taking bongos with me and I like, you know, taking flute with me. I'll take my favorite thing and I'm going, you know, I don't like ram's horn. No. If God says, this is what you do, that's what we do. That is the path to success. That is the path to victory. Just because God said, I've given you the king, I've given you the uh, strong men over there, and I've given you Jericho, doesn't mean that. You're the opposite, and you expect everything to come to pass. It will not work that way. Whatever God told through Joshua, when the people did exactly what they were told, then they received the fulfillment are the promise, are the prophecy. Very important. Your role in receiving your blessing, your role in receiving the fulfillment of the prophecy. Receiving the prophecy is a big thing because now it has come from the mouth of God and set things in motion. After that, your part. Whatever God has told you to do, do it. Then that which God has spoken and has set in motion will actually come to fulfillment. It's like pregnancy. You have conception and then you have a full-term delivery. Conception is good news. Everybody gets excited and happy when they get this good news. But after that is the development. Conception is very um, exciting and and people feel like as if they they've actually got the child in front of them. They're so happy, so excited. 
knowing that there has been a child that has come into existence now. And the child that's in the womb has the capacity to come to full term and to live and to be out of the womb and to be in your hands. All these things can happen. It can. So when they get this news, they get so happy and so excited. The child has not yet come, but it's a big thing because without conception, there's no child. No labor and delivery, no full term, no nothing. So the conception is very important. That's why people rejoice over it. But not every conception ends in full-term delivery. We must understand prophecy is like the conception. When God gives it, he brings into existence that which was never there. It's a huge deal, big thing. But after that, is it going to come to fulfillment or it's going to be aborted by you? Is something that every believer should understand. You need to be careful. You need to make sure that you're on the Lord's side and you do what God has told you to do, that which he's told you to do. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark. What they have to do? Walk ahead of the ark. You know, there are people at that time. When Joshua spoke, they did exactly what Joshua the man of God told them to do. And nowadays, everybody tries to be a leader. Everybody tries to be leader to the leader. Everybody tried to play pastor to the pastor. If God speaks through his servant and says, seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, you'll have a bunch of people who say that, no, no. I feel in my spirit that the Ark should go ahead. The priest should not come before the ark. They have to come after the ark. This is what I feel in my spirit. Disorder. Chaos. And then miscarriage happens or abortion happens because it is because of the disobedience of the person. They choose by their choosing they actually bring to nothing the big thing that God brought into existence always know this you can tear down that which God is doing with your own hands if you choose to woefully disobey seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn God says that, and that's what you do. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. Seven days they're going around, and seventh day they're going to go seven times. Who gave this instruction, such a clear instruction? God Almighty gave it to Joshua. And when you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. You see this in verse 5? Very important verse. There are people these days who will say, 
Why should I shout? Why can't I blow the horn? Why can't I be the priest? And let them shout and I'll blow the horn. People don't realize that this is God who has given this. And if God says this, that's it. That's it. That's the best way of inheriting the fulfillment of the promises or prophecies. Very important to know. Joshua did exactly what the Lord told him to do. He conveyed exactly what God told him to the people. And all of them, with one heart and with one mind, did what God spoke through Joshua. That means they did what God told them to do. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. So that was instruction. Shout as loud as you can. Imagine that the people say, well, I'm so tired of walking seven for seven days and now he put so much pressure on me and I had to walk for seven times around this and my legs are hurting. I have no energy to shout. I can't shout with all my strength. I'm just going to do the uh, best I can. I'm not going to shout out loud. I don't feel like shouting out loud. Imagine if they would have done what would have happened. Yet many people do this. The very same thing that I just said. If God speaks through God's servants and he says something, it is important to have the oneness and to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit that comes from God. When we do that, we will receive that which God has promised us because it is the power of God that enables the person to do that which God is telling them to do. That's where the powers of darkness get defeated. They get defeated. Seven days they walk. And seventh day they walk seven times. You think God didn't know? God knew that. But even that shouting is going to come through the supernatural power of God as the people do what they can do. There's this supernatural power that empowers the people of God to truly shout. God says through God's servant to shout on the seventh day after walking seven times. That shouting is necessary. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. So, again, when you look at this, it's important to know the power of obedience and the power of inheriting the promises of God by obeying that which God has told us to do. Through the Yashwas that God has placed over your life. It's very important. Being led is 
to follow and to play a leader. They say something, oh, I disagree. Well, that's the spirit of Satan that refuses to obey the God-given leader that God has placed over you. When we say, I don't disagree, we put ourselves about the anointing of God and we say, I will not submit. It's very dangerous. Because it will bring failure to the people there. And that's exactly what God speaks over here. The seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. God says something. It's important to do it exactly the way he says without bringing human reasoning into it. And you try to say that, oh my God, he's telling me to walk seven times around this city. And I can't believe that. We're already tired and we're already going to be worn out. There's long walks every day. Now, the seventh day when you are so tired from already walking for six days, seventh day you're going to do seven times that place. I can't do it, Joshua. No one said that. There are people today who who actually say that. I can't do this, Pastor. This is not possible. I, you know, this is not. Maybe you can do it. I can't do it. I don't agree. Why should we march around it seven times? Joshua is trying to control me. He's saying that I can't talk a word. I have to talk. I have to say something to my husband. I have to say something to my child. And how can I not say a word? People knew that by obeying, they will overcome. And they listened to every word that Joshua said. You have demonic spirits working through people who yield themselves over to Satan. When God is moving, they'll come and say opposite things. Lucifer spirit, spirit of Lucifer. When God is telling the people do something, they'll say, I don't agree. Who are you to say you don't agree? Who are you first of all? That understanding has to be there. God is God. If he's saying something, you say, I don't agree. Really? Very dangerous place to be in. At that point, we've lost the common sense that God has given. Which says, learn to simply do that which God has told you to do if you want to pass. If you want to succeed. If you want to overcome. Nobody wants to fail, yet they fail every day. You know why? Because they haven't gotten the simple concept of submission. The beauty of submission. The glory of submission. Same goes for humility. And self is so strong, when it's yielded to Satan, it'll come contrary to whatever God speaks through God's servants. That's when it'll say, I don't have to do it. I don't agree with it. 
But the people over here did not do that. They had the wisdom to listen. If they were told seven times, they didn't say, my ankle hurts, my thigh hurts, my you know calf hurts, my foot hurts, and my arm hurts, and my mouth hurts from being closed all the time. I'm not allowed to speak a single word. I can't believe that. As Joshua said, I can't speak a single word. I don't agree with this. I'm staying in my tent. Imagine a group of people stayed behind like that. No one did that. And some say, I'm walking, but I can't be without talking. I'm going crazy. I can't walk without being, I can't talk without, walk without talking. I talk all the time. This is oppression. They're trying to control us. Joshua, you're trying to control us. We're telling us when to talk and when not to talk. Well, you forgot you were in bondage? You forgot it was God who brought you out because you listened and applied the blood of the Lamb? The instruction that came by God through his servant Moses? You forgot that God opened the Red Sea and brought you out graciously through his servant parting the Red Sea? Wisdom will say, listen and do, so that you can inherit your promised land. Even though the entire generation of then Joshua and Caleb did not enter in because of their rebellion, not because God didn't keep his word, no. Because they didn't do their part. Rebellious, stiff-necked people. They all fell away in the wilderness. But you see the next generation that is entering in, they learned to obey. Don't talk means don't talk. Like, why can't I talk and why? We're in a very disobedient generation. The Bible says in the last days that one of the, the signs God says They'll be disobedient to parents and they'll rebel against authority, every form of authority. It's a spirit of rebellion. These people have the wisdom to do exactly that which God said. The Lord God chose seven priests Those are the ones who need to be where they should be. Always remember every single person in the kingdom of God has been placed by God with a God-assigned role in the body of Jesus Christ. There are people who will always eye the next person and say, how can I have his? How can I have hers? And if she's doing, I'm going to do that too. If they're jumping, I want to jump. If they, you know, fall off a cliff, I want to fall off a cliff. If they fly, I want to fly. Meanwhile, you don't have the wings to fly. We have to understand every single person in the body of Jesus Christ 
has been placed by God in specific places to do specific things. If God calls some people to go ahead of the ark, then they are the ones who should go ahead of the ark. If God has called some people to carry the ram's horn, then they should carry the ram's horn. Why can't I bring my ram's horn too? How come only seven people carry the the ram's horn? We all have to. We can all bring ours and we can all blow ours. We have to understand. Following God-given orders, executing, executing it, will lead us into the promised land, will place us in the promised land. Imagine the priest said, why should I uh, blow the horn? And why should I give a long blast? Instead of giving one long blast, I can just break that blast into several sections, shorter, with shorter intervals. I can't hold my breath and give like a long blast. People who embrace failure are the ones who will rebel. I can't do this. I'll do that. I was told to do this. I'll do the opposite of that. Rebellious spirit. These people didn't have rebellious spirit. That's why they entered into the promised land. These people understood their roles. That means the priests are going to carry the ram's horn and they're going to blow. Then we're going to do our part, which is to march around, which is to not talk, which is to march around seven times on the seventh day. God so clearly said, do these things, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. This is what will happen, God has already said. In order for the last sentence of verse 5 to happen, people must do the previous verses. where God gave specific instructions to specific groups of people so that the victory can be won. So Joshua called together the priests and said, take up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it. You see how God so beautifully assigns roles and jobs to do. Not everybody is called to do everything. The people who are assigned by God to carry the Ark of the Lord, only they can do it. The people who are assigned to be priests to go in front of the Ark of the Lord, only they can do it. The people who are assigned to carry the ram's horn, only they can do it. And then he is giving orders to the rest of the people. Whatever orders the rest of the crowd receives, they should follow it and execute that. Then he gave orders to the people, verse 7, march around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. You see that? You have a group of people who are told by the Lord to 
do a specific job. And then you have another group of people who are chosen by God to do, do another specific task. And after these two groups, verse 8 says, Then Joshua spoke to the people. The seven priests with the ram's horn started marching in the presence of the Lord. Very important if you are able to underline, underline the, this part of the sentence which says, marching in the presence of the Lord. He did what the Lord told them to do and what they were doing were done in the presence of God. That awareness has to be there. When God tells us to do something and he gives us an assignment and we're doing it, we need to know that we are doing it in the presence of God Almighty. In the presence of God. A lot of time, we use the the word presence or we use the, the words the presence of God very lightly, not even knowing what it really means. A very weighty sentence. Marching before the presence of God. Blowing the horns as they marched. And the Ark of the Covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the Ark with the priests continually blowing the horns. Wherever you're assigned, make sure you do that which you should do before God. Don't look at the next person and say, I wish I had the horn, I'm marching. I'm not talking, but my heart is burning with envy, saying that those are the priests who are just going in front of the ark and they're blowing it, wish I can blow the ram's horn in. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Knowing that God knows us well. According to our capacity, according to our integrity, according to what we can do and what we can't do and what we won't do. God sees all of that and based on that, he gives people various responsibilities. We have to understand that it's God who assigns, it's God who assigns each person with what they should do. And it is important for that person to do that, knowing that they're doing before the Lord, because when a task comes from God and when you're doing it with all your heart, you're doing it in his presence. He's watching what you're doing. As the priest continually blow the horn, you see, do not shout, do not shout, do not even talk. Joshua commanded not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Oh, I can't do that. 
Joshua is very controlling. When he tells us to shout, that's when we should talk and not, not even open our mouths. I can't do that. I'm not going to be in the army because Joshua is telling me to do these things and I don't feel right in my spirit. These are demonic words that comes from the pit of hell. If God is saying something, make sure you do it because it's a blessing for you. Make sure you don't look at other people's roles and responsibilities and burn with envy. Make sure you are trustworthy so that God can entrust. Something of value into your hands. When God gives a specific instruction, make sure you execute that. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. That's what has been told by the leader of the people of Israel. Then that's what they expected to do. Nothing more, nothing less. That's how you inherit Jericho. That's how. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. You know why? Because that's what Joshua said. That's what God said to Joshua. It's important to know this. When you're told to do something, make sure you do it. When not told to do something, don't jump in and do your own thing. Because that'll be going out of God's order. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever God tells you to do, not whatever you think and because you're thinking and you're desiring, you make it like, oh, this is what God is saying. No, no. Whatever God is telling you to do through your God-given leaders that God has placed upon your life, you obey that. These people saw Joshua part this river Jordan. These people saw Moses part the Red Sea. It's important to understand Glory of submission and the joy of obedience because it will cause you to live an overcoming life. You will live an overcoming life if you do that which God has told you to do through your God-given a leader God uses in your life. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. Every morning they did this. God said it, 
we're doing it. God said it, we're doing it every single day. And the seventh day, when Joshua gave the command to shout, they did exactly what they were told to do. Thereby, seeing the fulfillment of the prophecy is very important. The word of the Lord will come to pass in the lives of those who obey the living God. As we close this morning, we must understand the importance of the times and the seasons that we are in. We must remember that God has placed every single one in the exact spot that they should be. Don't try to take over somebody else's seat and don't try to do anything that would disrupt the Spirit of God from moving in your midst. God brings down the walls of Jericho. Carrying the ram's horn, blowing the ram's horn, marching in front of the wall of Jericho, around the city of Jericho. All these things are done before the Lord, exactly the way God commanded them to do it. Specifically, what you can take, what you cannot take for this particular city God spoke to them. Be strong and not be weak. The people of Jericho were filled with fear, not the children of Israel. The children of Israel had such faith in God and what God was saying through Joshua. They said, we're not talking. We're going to be quiet. We're going to march around. Seventh day, we're going to march around. They didn't feel it as a burden. They knew if Joshua is saying this, that means something big is going to happen. I have to do my part. And that's what brought victory to the people of God here. Doing our part in the kingdom of God will bring success to the, to the army of God. And as the Lord said, they took what they had to take and burned down what they had to burn down.
and inherited the the promise that God had given to them. As we come to a close this morning, let every heart examine where you are currently in your walk with the Lord. And in what way are you obeying that which God has spoken to you? It could be a simple thing. But have you done it? God is speaking to our hearts today. We want the Spirit of God to fulfill that which God has spoken to you. Then you must do what the children of Israel did when they were in front of that wall of Jericho. We close eyes and look to the Lord, ask the Lord to purify you, to cleanse you. And to do a thorough work where the eyes of understanding will be open to the realm of God. The wisdom from God may descend upon each one of you. That the Spirit of God may keep you safe. And may the Lord God Almighty cause you to inherit that which God has for you. By simply following that which God has spoken to you. Through the God-given shepherds that God has placed over you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word that you gave this morning. I pray that you cause your people to truly understand what it truly means to thank you, Holy Spirit. Give yourself over to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm giving myself over to being obedient. Not disobedient, but obedient. And I'm going to drive out every disobedience out of my life. Wherever you are, just pray. Hallelujah. 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 When God says don't talk, don't talk. When God says talk, you talk. That's what will bring the blessing of God to you. Thank you, Jesus. Carry people with the precious blood. Draw them all the more closer to the living God. Thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen.